Okay, now clap. <laughs> Great. Okay. <Hello>. Awesome. <laughs> Here we are. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ballin' Out Good Good Times, a show that's nothing like Naruto, no matter how many times you clap to test the sound. <laughs> Sick. We are joined by a special guest today, Ollie Thorne. Hello, it is a pleasure to be back on the pod and behind the paywall. Ha <laughs> Maga. <laughs> it's Chud o'clock behind the paywall. Beyond the gates, beyond the paywall. It's always shut a clock somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Sips liberal tears. (laughs) I got called the Alex problem word by an angry anime icon. Jeremy problem word. (laughs) Alex problem word. Jeremy problem word. (laughs) Ollie, please weigh in. Whose problem word is it? Uh, I don't know. I didn't get that far back into the podcast. That's fine. <laughs> it's society's problem work. It's society's Yes, Good exactly. Point. We yes. all have room to grow, except behind the paywall where we are putting up a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, it is fun to laugh, but we're back here with a mission. Another important endeavor out into the fields of science and progress where we analyze... The Chinese Karl Marx anime, The Leader. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. Clap, 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 clap. I'm clap. clapping because I respect. <laughs> I'm clapping because I saw somebody I knew on screen. <laughs> it was President's Day I'm clapping because I thought we were testing the sound again. <laughs> it was President's Day Monday. Respect did the you, office. Did you guys do anything respectful on Monday? <laughs> uh, I prayed to my altar of uh, the God Emperor Donald J. Trump. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's What does good. the J stand for? Uh, Johnny be good. Hey, stands for J money. Stands for jingoism, folks. <laughs> He's orange. Donald jingoism Trump. <laughs> I think it's a good name. Just like the mom defending it to a doctor. Put it down, jingoism. Oh, hang on, hang on. I'm getting a phone call. Oh, hi. Saturday Night Live. Yes, you'd like to give me a job. <laughs> That's crazy. You got a phone call through your hand like that. (laughs) I've never seen that before. (sighs) Well, as fun as it is horsing around, there are many dialectics to uncover and histories to explore. (laughs) Ollie, what do you know about the great leader himself, uh, Karl Marx? Only what I've seen through the through the official documentary anime. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Which I'm sure is absolutely correct and historically accurate. Yep. <laughs> Why would the Chinese government lie to us? <laughs> Marx is a thought. I found it really interesting that this particular episode was about the evils of censorship. And I was like, kind of a bold choice for the Chinese government to, to make that. Yeah, Didn't that's see that one a light like <laughs> level gaslighting Ouroboros. They're like, we can't be censoring you because we're showing you how it's bad. <laughs> Maybe the subtitles just missed the true translation, and the problem is with white censorship. 
<laughs> specifically. Maybe. Now, on the topic of uh, Chinese media control, I was telling Alex a little bit about this before we started recording. My YouTube recommendations lately have been just flooded with Chinese content. And it's all, like, really interesting stuff about, like, old Chinese techniques of cooking. And it's, like, really cool. But then every time you see something, you have to kind of ask yourself, like, I wonder why the Chinese government wants me to see this old lady make rice a certain way. <laughs> Wait, I didn't... I, do they do they get YouTube in China or is it censored? Apparently, a few people do. Because <laughs> no, I know I know there are fans who, who illegally watch my show in China. Because they send me messages being like, thanks for this. We Must be like, oh, nice. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I- if you're listening from China... Hit us up. Yeah. Actually, don't, because like I don't want to get anyone killed for our stupid anime podcast. I do. I do want that. I demand Not just blood behind sacrifice. The paywall, but the Great Wall as well. <laughs> blood oh, that's how you're so strong, is yes. all the blood sacrifice. Blood alone moves the gears of content. Oh my god, that's why you're such a riff master. Yeah, baby. All the blood. <laughs> I'm like borderline anemic. Is that why I'm not as funny? Well, he's also got a full, like maybe foot and change on you just to fill with more blood. Well, my butt's bigger. You can't hold enough blood. (laughs) Is all the blood going to my ass? (laughs) I hate the winter. My ass fills with blood. Uh, oh, the behind the paywall content has a certain looser feel to it. <laughs> the best kind. <laughs> and it helps that it's less edited. <laughs> uh, so before we uh, get started talking about uh, the leader, Karl Marx, uh, I thought uh, it would be pertinent, I guess is the word. Yes. Uh, to, to talk a little bit about the goings on in anime world as of right now and i talk of course of broly gate <laughs> anime gate bow, bow, bow. Put voice effect here uh-huh now, Katie, why don't you uh walk us through a little bit what your experience of <laughs> anime gate yesterday walk was. us through it so the day started i was you know i work for a small business and the cool thing is they're so chill they're so chill that sometimes you find out you have an entire week off even though you really didn't ask for it (laughs) (laughs) so i uh invited a friend over to write and i feel my phone start vibrating as we're in the the time chamber we're just trying to (laughs) knock out these young creative dreams but instead it's you and max fighting in a blank white room (laughs) (laughs) with a fridge that endlessly restocks itself (laughs) i mean you've seen my apartment so he's very nimble he got right up in the corners there um so my phone starts vibrating and first it is my tiny partner being like katie you have to go on the internet. I'm like, I have chose not to go on Twitter today because I am tired of getting angry tweets about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and he's like, no, you need to go right now. It's related to anime. And then I start... <laughs> Katie drops everything. Getting the text. Now, what's crazy is Jeremy had mentioned this to me drunkenly on his birthday. <laughs> but io9 dropped an article outing the Broly voice actor Vic... Vika Mignogna. As being a big old creep creepazoid. Vic Mozzarella. Italian finger thumbs down. (laughs) (laughs) When they do the thumbs down in Italy, that means the gladiator, he He dies. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, the voice actress for Bulma basically came out and was like, this guy did a bunch of gross stuff to me. And then everyone had stories because apparently he's been doing this forever. For me personally, what really creeps me out is who is the most vulnerable at anime conventions is underage girls. Yes. So I'm like, no, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Your whole voice changed and everything. Yeah. I'm such a- What is this bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what they- like that's what like MAGA chuds think someone like me sounds oh, like. Right. Like, when you're um, excuse me. Yeah. When in reality you sound like what up, we? <laughs> when you're infringing on the rights of men. I love it. <laughs> I already said you two shouldn't be able to vote today. So, <laughs> uh, so I wanted to start collecting information on it. First of all, voice actor for Goku, Sean uh, Shemmel went all in. And I really respect the strongest warrior in the universe because <laughs> he was just like, I'm getting the FBI. You're going down, Vic. That is the most responsible Goku who's ever been about anything. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm contacting the Crips. And then, you know, it just de-evolved into what this always is, which is like you have the blind supporters and, and, and you know, people doing the right thing, being yeah. like, whatever. There was a hashtag boycott Funimation. Funimation's like, you know, it's just dubbed. We could just stick someone else in there. And everyone's like, cool. <laughs> then, of course, there's the, the chuds being like, this is made up, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, uh, Vic then posts a Kickstarter for his legal campaign, immediately makes $100,000, and then announces his lawyer is a man who's been caught doing blackface. (laughs) Oh, God. His lawyer is the governor of Virginia. (laughs) His lawyer was the voice actor for Mr. Popo. (laughs) I actually, uh, I pulled a tweet that I think kind of... uh, uh, really exemplifies the the mindset of a lot of people who jump on these sort of things like Anime Gate and Gamergate and whatever. Uh, this guy uh, Frank Raphael at Frank Raphael One on Twitter, if you want to look him up, number one, and you uh, know you do, says sincerely, I couldn't care less about you before this even started. Now after I see how they treat you, screw them, all caps. Uh, if they could not defend you, the option to keep quiet was available, but they choose to lie and attack you. Those are your friends. I stand with you, Vic, a total stranger. <laughs> yeah, I guess that really sums it up. What I was experiencing is who's the people that always come out of the woodwork for these traumas? Faceless anime icons. Yep. So yeah, finally, it's, it's used as a far right recruitment drive. Yes. yes, that's the whole. That's the whole point. Same thing with Gamergate. It's a way of recruiting young, angry men into the far right. Yes. Right. When they do all caps, they're going super sane. But something I found is interesting is I think a lot of them don't understand that this person isn't Broly. <laughs> I'm like. You're the strongest low-class warrior ever birthed. That's and they what... lie about you? Yeah, they're like, you're so strong, Vic. I'm like, nah, dog, he looks kind of pale. Like He's you... so skinny. I saw him at the panel. He's the tiniest little dude. Like, he's not making gains. Like, why are we talking about here? There were so many tweets that were just like, uh, uh, they messed with the wrong voice actor and then gif of Broly going super sad. <laughs> he can't actually do that. It's just, it's a, it's a role. It's, it's not real. <laughs> 
in closing, I would like to say, I made this point to Jeremy last night. You know, I've been involved in a lot of communities, and I said, you know, it's interesting to me that it's always the same pattern, whether it's with comedy, music, illustration, in this case, voice acting. And Jeremy astutely said, Katie, that's where men are. <laughs> weird how this follows men. It's a weird thing. So that it, was a cool thing that happened to me yesterday. It would have been interesting to see what would have happened had it not been such like a masculine character like had it been the voice actor for like emperor pilaf or like <laughs> Shu, or i wonder if it would have been different <laughs> actually Ooh. that's really a good point um i think another thing to consider is this guy is a pr- really prolific voice actor mm-hmm. like he did ed and full metal alchemist and stuff like that so i think it's like a louis ck sitch where he's top of his game mm. but i do think if it was like a more effeminate character uh, I think it would have been more like you deserve it <laughs> <laughs> with your little your little wings. He only plays birds. Yeah. <laughs> Ask yourself this: How can you be molested by a bird? <laughs> uh, we've been inside too long. <laughs> I'm glad other people are here. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just this, but with no recording. <laughs> Stop! The this cab. has been an interesting iteration of the Dark Passenger. It's been <laughs> the first one that I've been uh, I've been in on. <laughs> I guess was that a Dark Passenger that I accidentally just put us all on the train to? Well, I can make it a Dark Passenger. Yeah, can we find an article about it? I mean, we I pulled a couple. I don't have any uh, up right now, but I did find uh, from user Creative Saiyan two four seven on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, this is a that's the saying who works at the airport. This is a meme that says, "I guess Funimation is like this now." Hashtag I stand with Vic. Hashtag Kick Vic, and it's a picture from uh, the uh, This Is America video, and uh, Donald Glover's about to uh, shoot somebody in the head. He's labeled Funimation, and the person getting shot is labeled innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know, but here, take a look. This is America. Was I, I, I get it. I kind of got the point from the... From the whoa, 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 whoa. Show me that again. Show me that again. How many... 160 retweets. Who the balls is retweeting that garbage? <laughs> this is America is one of the best Christ songs about alive. the Broly community. <laughs> <laughs> You know, How many Donald people Lovers. listen to your behind the paywall content? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Behind the paywall, we are on the Trump train and as such must support men <laughs> wherever they are. So, folks, we stand with this guy. <laughs> what a Vic. We st- big, I don't care if he made dogs fight. <laughs> <laughs> They're attacking him. <laughs> uh, the opinions of the hosts of Ball Out Good Times do not necessarily represent the opinions of Oliver Thorne. I just want to clarify that I do not stand with this person at all. <laughs> Ollie stands with Michael Vick. <laughs> it's officially on the podcast. <laughs> I'm just over here. <laughs> I'm over here. I'm just over here. <laughs> How do you do the triggered lib voice again? Is it? It's like it's not as high, but it's more wacky. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to give you any more fodder I need on my amazing more souls. vocal range. <laughs> I've sacrificed enough of my humanity for you, vile harpy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's a quick question for the room, including Ollie, who I feel like has probably experienced this. Why do, like, um, I saw our friend Kyle Irv tweet this the other day, and I can't stop thinking about it. Why do, like, Reddit people and uh, Twitter trolls all talk like 1800s dandies? <laughs> 
because that's just the most irrational. It's the most rational way of talking. You know, it's like it's, how, just, it's how rational people speak. Yeah, but it's very good, f- sir, and milady. But it's like very flowery. How mad can you get at a prince? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? You can't. <laughs> I mean, I if- feel like Ollie. This is like what all of English media is. Is this problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> what nobody gets mad at us because we just say the most horrible, horrible shit in an English <laughs> accent. I'm thinking of like British conservatives always have this like strong aristocratic aesthetic to them where they're just like, I don't care if uh, it's wrong to throw pudding at gays. I've done it for 500 years. That's because like a lot of British conservatives are actual aristocrats. Like not like the fake American ones, but like actual ones. Most of them are like Earl or Duke or something. One of the one of the men who might be the next prime minister of our country is a man named Jacob Rees Mogg, <laughs> who who is like a very posh, extremely well spoken man who doesn't believe in abortion under any circumstances, and the other day defended concentration camps on television. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. I feel like yeah. America needs to step up and have more representatives named like Knuckles the Echidna. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen that list of um it's from like a japanese video game from the 80s i think where the developers had to come up with a, a list of american names for a baseball team uh-huh. and all the all the names are like mike truck and like dirk, <laughs> dirk donut and so it's brilliant oh my god dirk donut phone me up <laughs> you trying to get that dirk donut oh, you know it. <laughs> I made a, Take a bite. I made a, a a a fake like '80s point and click as part of a project when I was in college, and there's God. a fake boyfriend in it called Joey Pork. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first draft of Joey's name from Friends. <laughs> well, names are funny. Right. Names, they're funny, but what do they mean? Now we turn to Marxism. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm transition. I'm channeling Anders today. This is what my your $5 goes to. <laughs> You're really getting a full view, Ollie, of what this shit's really like. Jeremy edits us so much. <laughs> I know, after I saw, uh, I watched your conversation with, um, what is her name, who did the video about uh, uh, parasocial... Oh, Shannon Strucci. Yes, I watched your conversation with them, and... Uh, uh, I had this idea to put out a supercut of all the times that we say, uh, or get something <laughs> wrong, or just like flub a line and just put it out under the title, We're Humans. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have my first stand up recording as a punishment for myself in like 2013 or whatever. I edited a supercut of every time I say, um, and it just lives on the internet somewhere. Jesus Christ. And it stresses me out to know it's still out there. Just floating My around. My last stand-up gig ever is on YouTube. <laughs> oh, I, I heard um, your fans found it, which is a special punishment. Uh, yeah, they did find it. It was um, it was the last gig I ever did. I was a stand-up for four years uh, in uni. And uh, I used to inhabit this like very right-wing character, uh-huh. this very like angry right-winger. And it's, yeah, I just did this massive set about immigration. And like 200 people saw it. And then I did. Uh, then I made this YouTube channel, and it blew up. And now, like thousands of people have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't take it down because it's not on my channel. <laughs> you know, Saint Francis of Assisi used to throw himself into a thorn bush when he felt impure thoughts. Whereas when Katie feels like she's speaking badly, she puts up an um supercut. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what that is. Um, 
in college for a, the the first stand up show I ever did, I did it as Walter White from Breaking Bad, and I. Sh- <laughs> Shaved my head and did a bunch of like, my wife's a bitch jokes. <laughs> Alex. The first iteration of my stand up comedy was a, I think, seven minute long bit about uh, how there were more pet iguanas in the 1990s than there are now. I Ooh. remember that. <laughs> Juicy. That's true. It's a chunk you can hold in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> it was so obscenely long and I think the joke of it ended up being how long can I talk about iguanas before people get mad <laughs> that's a great backup uh, beginner stand up bit is it, look how long my bit is <laughs> it's too long <laughs> pretty funny um, okay marks marks what's a hold on as a team, we're going to brainstorm a great transition from stand-up into marks. Hmm. The mighty word is more powerful than the sword, as proven by our hero, Karl Marx, in this exciting edition of Ballin' Out Good Times, watches subtitle Chinese anime on a weekday! As the governor of Prussia once came down on the free speech of the Rheinisch Zeitung, so too (laughs) are people on YouTube mean when I post videos. (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to Karl Marx's Anime Hour. The title of this episode is Defending the Rights of the People. 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 Free, free Chinese characteristics. (laughs) Still waiting for them to tie that in in the show. I'm still waiting for them to tie Helen into the show. She is not in the opening credits. (laughs) And I I, want to know what's going to happen when they get to Helen. Because they're building up this big romance between Marx and Jenny. And the the maid that Marx fucked and cheated on Jenny with is is so far, like, not mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) That uh, didn't happen. It's funny you mention it. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say is I bet they're not going to even talk about it because they make him such a dandy in this. Like, his big drink binge drinking event was him just, like, getting an assassin tete-a-tete in a wine bar yeah <laughs> the thing so about- you've, you've seen the you've seen the film young Karl Marx, right? yes so what how does that compare to this um it's similar in that nothing happens in that either <laughs> <laughs> uh, but marx is less pretty in it he's like still he kind of looks like a schlubby art student but this is full-on like he is a fire emblem prince <laughs> who, who is out to defend the free people while drinking paper beers. We even <laughs> made the the notice that, that this has the aesthetic of a dating sim. Yes. Yeah. Which now makes me wonder if instead of doing the uh like the all star super dub of this show, we should just make a Karl Marx dating sim. Do you know? How oh, no, for God's sake, do the dub. I want to be in that. <laughs> Don't you want to save yourself like a thousand hours? <laughs> yeah. I've played Engels before. In uh, in the play Young Marks? Uh, in, in extracts from it. So, um, 
<laughs> what I was going to bring up, what I mentioned before we started recording, is that in addition to the young Karl Marx film, uh, there is a play, Young Marx, which was on at the Bridge Theatre in London, uh, which starred Rory Kinnear. And in that, he's a massive chud as well, because he lived in London for a few years, and it's all about uh, the years he spent here writing Das Kapital, and like how he had his affair and so on, and like getting imprisoned, and mm-hmm. his son dying, and all the rest of it. Um, and there's a the the guy who played Engels at the bridge was called Oliver Chris, and he was absolutely bloody brilliant. And the, Engels has this fantastic monologue in the middle of the play, and when he just like calls Marx an absolute asshole, um, and I, <laughs> I, I t- he does. He like absolutely berates him, and it's brilliant. Um, and I took that monologue, and I've done it at auditions, and every time I've done it at an audition, I've ended up getting the role because it's so good. Wow, wow, dialectical. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do the dub. Get me in. I'll do it. I'll do it for free. You're more qualified than anyone we know to play Angles. <laughs> ah, excellent. Or literally any role. And yeah. Marks will be Jake Flores. <laughs> do not. Decided. We don't need to. We don't need to encourage that. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I... Oh, uh, people, like, uh, they want branches. <laughs> it's people like fucking up. Should buy don't like it when you... Uh, charge them money for picking up fucking branches <laughs> somebody stole my zeppelin <laughs> i do want to continue the theory that katie is jake though so maybe it's katie who knows yeah it's really i'd love to hear katie play marks i yeah you know i got some crazy ideas <laughs> first one katie opens her fucked up shit book <laughs> It's just doodles of cats. <laughs> Riffs. We should talk about this episode. Okay. Do you think so? <laughs> okay, you know what? We're going to do it. Let's talk about the show. So it opens. Carl is having a lovely picnic, as is the norm for this show. <laughs> He's drinking a big glass of paper beer that does not move in the mug. <laughs> And he gestures wildly with it while he talks about Hegel and some shit I didn't get to read because I was taking notes. <laughs> he's in the Young Hegelians group, and he's doing his doctoral thesis, and they call themselves the Doctor's Club, which I missed the first time. And then I was wondering, like, is he also a doctor? What Did people just, like, get every job when they went to college back then? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, your giant raptor cat walked in front of the <laughs> subtitles, and I was too scared to make it move. <laughs> Waffles sat directly where the translation was for at least a full minute. <laughs> As if to tell us something about his opinion on Marxism. Yeah. Okay, so that scene, the takeaway is they have a picnic. Did anyone have something to add or can we move on? All right, we're moving on. <laughs> There's a lovely picnic. <laughs> it's an educational show. Jeremy had a lot to say about the scenery. Um. Yes. Okay, folks. Beautiful scenery on this show. I'll say it. I'll... I'll <laughs> What do you mean? The animation is abysmal, yes. I will agree with you on that. The backgrounds are really detailed and really nice and like really give a nice representation of the neighborhoods that they exist in. I think it's really nice. I don't know what to tell you. Jeremy's <laughs> watching this educational propaganda show going, that is what trees are like. <laughs> <laughs> trees I can't are tell if the like animation it. is getting better or if 
the propaganda is just working. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm but just... But I thought it was better in this episode. I was having that same thought. I think it's just we're acclimating to it. It's like, yeah. yeah, the fucking, you know, you come to the second meeting at the Scientology building, you're like, it's not so weird, they got snacks. <laughs> Maybe the meter does something. <laughs> it's what Still, is it a lot measure? of people in the nothing. background of Prussia don't appear to have faces. Yes. That's There's true, a lot of yes. just blank just yes, blank. I wanted to talk about that. We're, when we get to that scene, I want to spend a lot of time on those faces because that was haunting. <laughs> um, but Marx is back in his, um, he's he's studying and his old friend Bruno Bauer busts down the door like a SWAT team. And he says, Marx, the, the university doesn't want you to be an atheist. They're going to shut down the doctor's club. The most repressed class in the world. <laughs> the most vulnerable minority. Atheist. <laughs> you know, there's never been an atheist president. Is that, that is true. There's only been Muslim presidents. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Donald Hussein Trump. <laughs> Bernie Hussein Sanders. But it's spelled with a J. Hussein. <laughs> the J is silent. So Carl, uh, as as a uh, atheist, realizes he has to flee his current university and switches over to get his PhD at the University of Jena, where the show just like skips that whole part and is like, yeah. Also, yeah actually- I guess his dad just died off screen. We never, because he his dad died while he was in Prussia, and we just never. He was in the last episode, and we never. He saw was, him. yeah. Yeah, he's not in this episode at all. I was confused. He's, why- n- he's not going to be in any of them anymore because he's fucking in the ground. <laughs> Unless they do like a force ghost. <laughs> yeah. Carl, yeah. stop spending all my money, you bitch. <laughs> you will go to the University of Jaina. Uh, you will learn from Hegel. But we're not allowed to see we're not allowed to see Carl be sad in this. He he's he has to be the perfect human being. Like he, he the only negative emotion he's ever allowed in the whole series is like is righteous anger. So we can't see his his dad die because we can't ever see him be vulnerable because that would counteract <laughs> the propaganda. Now, Ollie, would you say that he's portrayed as something of a Marxy Sue? <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Yes, I would. I, I would say he was... Uh, the technical term for how he's portrayed is... Uh, Badly. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part of that joke, Jeremy, is when you looked at me to see if I was going to shoot myself out the window after you said it. That's actually your mistake, and I was looking past you to the window to see if I had a clean route to jump out it. (laughs) (laughs) It's locked! Twice the window locked! (laughs) I just, I'm really into the idea of uh, Heinrich Marx coming back from the dead to just be like, open a savings account. (laughs) The interest adds up. (laughs) <laughs> or it'd be like my parents like you're doing what <laughs> you're writing <laughs> i sent you the unif you have a phd and you're writing about trees <laughs> <laughs> what's so interesting about trees what's a podcast <laughs> Oh my god, you're on drugs. They should have a scene where Carl has to explain Patreon.com to his parents. I have lived that scene. It's very difficult. (laughs) And doesn't work. No, it doesn't make any sense. And uh, older generations do not understand it. Um, So he graduates and then he's off off to the papers. He's off. He gets a good job at the local news at the Rheinisch Zeitung, which in English means Return of Kings. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> Brilliant. And what a cool boys club it is. All the, f- the fellas are there. All the homies. Yeah. And with their ascots and tails. and They're just... all sitting on big bean bags. Yeah. <laughs> just printing facts. Yeah. Yeah, you have to work 40 hours here, but we got snacks and a wee. <laughs> <laughs> the, the real um, uh, development of the arc of Chinese propaganda Karl Marx is straight into uh, Ben Shapiro triggers the libs guy. Yeah. <laughs> Where he just from episode to episode owns snowflakes with facts. <laughs> yeah, like he, so he's pumping out these articles that are pissing off everybody because he's just telling it like it is. And like, yeah, it's like a quick time event where you have to press B, but instead of like grabbing the knife or the rope before the boulder hits you, it's just like, and now, uh, riddle. <laughs> 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 Tell him what's up, Carl. Uh, the police come because Carl has been being mean to the governor. <laughs> Which... Well, yeah, because so, some junior writer comes and is like, I've got this really important article about like the, the peasants are being suppressed by the governor or whatever. But like, oh, can we run it? Because it's a bit dodge. And then Carl's like, yeah, like we'll run it. We'll do it as anonymous. And then he takes the <laughs> This is vice. By the way, he <laughs> yeah. takes it without, he says, we'll publish it without editing it. And I'm like, but what if there's like a grammatical, you Damn. should check that over. I want to work with Carl. You have one job, Carl. <laughs> Actually, grammatical uh, grammatical editing is classic. It's bourgeois. Actually, yeah. it doesn't I, matter. <laughs> as someone who had extreme learning disability, so I misspell all my tweets and I have to get in fights with faceless anime dweebs about how I spell warrior on a daily basis, I will say yes. I will use that. It's classes. Katie is constantly locked in a battle with the Akatsuki clan over her spelling of glamour. <laughs> well, Bruno reads Marx's dissertation like in, in 10 seconds as well. He, get, he Marx gives him the dissertation and it's only got four pages. Yeah. Yeah. Bruno's like, yeah, I've just read this while you've been standing in the room. It's great. It's like, uh, no. I've read Marx's dissertation. It takes a lot longer than that. This is dense in four pages uh you write a hundred pages <laughs> also uh real tough to read through subtitles i'll tell you that because it's going fast <laughs> um so we're cutting to the scene where the police are there they busted down the door and they're like hey who's mean to the governor on his birthday <laughs> The important note about this scene is that the chief of police is uh, P.T. Barnum. <laughs> He's the only lion tamer in town. Is most qualified to be chief of police. <laughs> yeah, so it's very difficult to intimidate anybody when you're a Prussian police officer because their uniforms <laughs> are just so funny. <laughs> How does he stand up? I'm constantly that, tripping on my cape. I know, I feel like his balance would be all off. Yeah. It is, it's pretty fucking sick. I wish I got to go to work in like a red cape. Alex, you are two steps from doing that as is. I only have a black cape. You're like, I can't wear my cape, but I guess I'll just have to settle for this t-shirt of a Rastafarian lion. <laughs> I think it's a cool shirt. Why don't my friends support my cool shirts? <laughs> so the chief of police, he tells them that they are being very rude and it's time to go to jail. And Mark says, actually... Um, it's time to do, 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 do duel! <laughs> <laughs> Cards fly across the screen in front and behind him as he looks directly at him. <laughs> By your logic, uh, the governor sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I play the spell card Class Consciousness, which allows all of your monsters in defense mode to join my side. 
Carl plays Prussian white privilege to not go to jail. <laughs> um, but they, they, they point a gun at him. The, the chief of police, like, he pulls a gun and yeah. points the, at the staff and, like, Marx bravely steps in front of them all. And it's like, oh, it's me. I am. I'm Marx. The, an- <laughs> the animation in that's so funny, too, because all the guys in the back lift their hands to block their faces. But, um, like, a few seconds too late. Yeah. <laughs> this is also where the blank face people are, yes. right? Yes. And now we have to talk about it. Whenever the chief of police waves his gun, the people behind him who work for him are just, like, human dolls. <laughs> Yeah, they're like weird Slenderman in the background. Yeah. It's like there's a, a wooden bar holding them all up you can't see. <laughs> but they move just enough, like they'll pivot their necks. So it's just like, yeah, it's a guy. It's a guy. He's got a gun. Uh, Carl also pulls the super alpha move of when someone points a gun at you, go just take a seat at your desk. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even worried. You're like getting some soda you you were drinking. Yeah, actually, you think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy how you're pointing a gun at me. And he get he gets rid of them by saying something like, if you were going to shoot me, that would look bad. <laughs> hey, he's pl- right. Does I- anyone? historically know how this actually went down because i feel like during this time period they'd be like yeah i don't give a fuck and just shoot him so like what stopped them from actually shooting this him? is the chinese government's narrative and thus the only true narrative so this is how it went down oh, okay yeah uh, no, historically makes- i don't believe that it did in fact go down um, <laughs> the paper the paper was eventually shut down and censored but um as as far as i know i might, I might be wrong uh, as far as I know, nobody ever came into the offices and pointed a gun at him. Yeah, I have a feeling they're just like, you're done. <laughs> like, yeah, the governor did eventually shut the paper. Yeah. I yeah. saw explosions um, at the base of the newspaper. <laughs> but um, I, as far as I know, nobody came in and pointed a gun at him and said so much for the tolerant left. And yo- <laughs> <laughs> This is the scene that opens young Karl Marx after uh, he hears about the branches and they go to shut down his newspaper and he has a foot chase with the bobbies. <laughs> And him and Engels do like a Scooby-Doo switcheroo on them and they all crash into each other and fall down. (laughs) Right. That's something we need to talk about. So like uh, this whole thing was about branches, like a a little uh, orphan boy took some like moldy. That's the next thing. Yeah, because after he goes off on that, that's when we meet Engels for the first time. And it's literally like a sweeping anime like door opens. We're like, oh, shit, our boy, our boy's here. He's here. (laughs) It said Frederick Engels. And we all went, ah, I clapped. (laughs) I clapped when I saw Engels. (laughs) We're waiting for the 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 yaoi to begin. Angles comes in. Uh, there has been a redefin- redefining of the forestry laws in Prussia, so that the peasants who want to eat branches can no longer get branches. <laughs> this is the current events of the day, which is like new rules for branches. Hmm. How will this affect the economy? Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> new rule. Well, Eng- Engels comes branches. in and he gives him the brush off, doesn't he? He's like, I can't, I can't talk right now. Engels comes in, and he's like, I'm a huge fan. I've, you know, I've seen all your v- videos, and you know, I've, I've watched them all. I, I'm the person who's always tweeting you. I drew this picture of you. Uh, <laughs> and Marx is like, I'm, I'm busy. Uh, can you come back in five years when we will actually meet in Paris? <laughs> I drew, I drew a picture of us where we're friends. <laughs> yeah, and then Mar- basically. Yeah, Marx says something along the lines of, "Let's wait till you pay all of my bills forever, and then we'll talk." <laughs> <laughs> the, the the creators of the show tease angles, but you don't you don't get a lot of angles. It yeah. did it does prove uh, Jeremy's point that like in this interpretation, Marx is just like the ultimate logical 
like man just yeah. doing that dark triangle shit because he <laughs> he just like totally negs him and he's like okay see you later like, <laughs> cool i'll look into the branches for you bye yeah. <laughs> i love fans who open the door like a dumbass <laughs> get out of my office your hat is weird and too big for your face dog <laughs> <laughs> why did they draw you like a child <laughs> Um, so Marx does investigate the branches on Angle's tip, and it has a montage of him thinking about branches. <laughs> and then something along the lines of like, uh, that's fucked up. <laughs> it was a big he has a big realization, he comes down pro branches. <laughs> and we see him publish some big fancy branch article that shakes the pillars of Prussia. <laughs> It's at this point, Bruno Bauer from... I, it rustles the branches of Russia. <laughs> yeah. It rustles yep. the branches, yeah. Uh, so Bruno Bauer, his old friend from college, they used to stab each other with swords. Um, they used to lie down and think about um, great works of art. And he steps in and he says, Carl, I think you have great thoughts about branches, but have you considered um, writing an article about how the governor is cute? <laughs> <laughs> Have you considered maybe writing like 12 things about the governor that you won't believe? Like number five will shock you. Like, I know try it's writing a... some hashtag content. <laughs> I know it's a print newspaper, but we are not getting any clicks on what you're writing. <laughs> <laughs> and, you um... need to be using more GIFs, Carl. <laughs> this needs to be more shareable. I want to see peasants nailing this to church doors, okay? <laughs> we got some sponsor content with Sobe Lifewater. Can you mention Sobe Lifewater? water somewhere in the listicle okay we combine the two together and it's about how the governor like the the fourth thing that's going to really shock you it's that he loves soby life water <laughs> 10 times branches were like beyonce side eye <laughs> only branch kids will understand <laughs> only prussian peasants of the 19th century will understand these 12 incredibly harsh restrictions on branch gathering <laughs> Number five. And then Bruno's like, wow, Carl, you really did it. You really combined the two. You've done a good job. (laughs) (laughs) But my favorite part about this montage that keeps popping up is it keeps showing the peasants on the street begging, but it like really didn't explain explain the branch situation very well. So like as far as you can tell, they're like waiting to eat branches (laughs) and are denied by this guy on a horse. (laughs) Yeah. Oh wait, there is the one really fantastic uh, part of that thinking montage where there's the two peasants who are sitting by the water and the guy on the horse comes past and they have a piece of bread that it looks like he takes away from them and then throws back at them. (laughs) Enjoy your bread. (laughs) I have a horse. I was just making sure it wasn't a branch. (laughs) I tried to feed my horse this and it can't even fucking eat it. I usually use this as horse laxatives. (laughs) Yeah, we got to bring horses back, I think. Uh, they make class distinctions much more visual. <laughs> Oy vey. I, You've I, been watching my videos again, haven't you? Yeah, You've yeah, been yeah. watching my video on the royal family where I spend the second half of it on a horse. I don't know. <laughs> a horse that's like weirdly shaved, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't shave the horse. <laughs> oh, didn't you? Yeah. We'll circle I, back to this. I feel like in the pantheon of KRL enemies, I feel like horse girls... Or one of them. The Pantheon. 
And if horse girls ever meet the Portland 19 bus driver that used to pass me every time and gang up on me, I will be destroyed. <laughs> I used to date a horse girl in, in high school. Really? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, if, if you... If anyone out there has ever dated a horse girl themselves, you will know that what actually happened was I dated her and the horse. <laughs> <laughs> because you have to love the horse. Fellas, the you horse know what it'd be like first. that. You how know it'd be like uh, that. How much, roughly, how much time did uh, did horse girl spend brushing your hair? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm struggling to remember, which means probably not as much as I would have liked. <laughs> he, she never brushed his hair because she he told her to rein it in. Folks. Uh, folks, 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 it's a podcast, Karl Marx, <laughs> <laughs> foreplay by candlelight and you're feeding her an apple. <laughs> but not too close. But, <laughs> She's just whinnying away from the apple. <laughs> she has big flat teeth. <laughs> So off the rails. Okay, okay, okay. We're almost done. Um, So, logically, Bruno telling him that he can't write about branches sends him into a rage where he says, not only will I write about branches, all I do is write about branches. I'm the branch guy now. I write about branches and politics, which are the same thing to me because I love branches so much. And then Bruno scowls and leaves. uh, He renounces Hegel. Carl renounces the young Hegelians. He's like, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. You're all all cancelled now. (laughs) Hegel was wrong about the nation being a rational embodiment. It's actually just like... It's it's just a tool for the for the landed people to oppress everyone like, else. Get the fuck Get out of here, you centrist windbag! Here comes Angles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna wear deodorant to make me smell like a capitalist. <laughs> uh, and then he leaves, and he says, uh, "I love trees so much. Now I've changed my name to Carl Barks." <laughs> hey. Um, and his head is a dog's head for so, the rest of the show. So. What's that guy's name that comes in next? Roos? Oh, uh, Arnold Ruger. Uh, wait, but first we get a sweet cut to the governor's office where it's the governor sitting down. They're like, hey, this guy's writing about branches again. And the governor says, I will not be soft handed. <laughs> and then that's the end of that scene. I don't know. <laughs> All those uh, dandies in there were really terrified of seeing the back of his hand. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, they're all animated in this like really twisted like craven way they look like the the sort of advisors from attack on titan yeah, they're, they're they actually do. really well done they're like sort of like foppish and fey and like <laughs> sneering they send the scout corps after marks they kind of <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh the governor won't be soft-handed so um we cut to Carl back at his office, and he has a new visitor named Arnold Ruga, who says, hey, great article on branches. How about we move to France and do a magazine there, and I just give you money, and you get married. And he's like, sick. Which, like, when does that offer come in for us, everybody? He's- I would love to leave the country and have my life paid for. He's like, he's getting Donald Trump winning deals this whole show. He's just coming out on top every deal. Also, I'd like to apologize in advance for this pun, but they uh, they leave to start a tree-related magazine called The Root. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a magazine. You. It's a real magazine. It exists. Thank you for apologizing. Yeah. They did that great article <laughs> about how Nancy Pelosi is Shug Knight that I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Carl it gets a... Um, uh, not a trust fund. What's the thing? Uh, uh, a stipend. He gets a stipend. He gets a sweet. He he's like the artist we all want to be. And then we I mean, cut to Jenny Westphalen's house where she has a 
heated conversation with their brother about wanting to marry Carl, and all of a sudden, Gangster's Paradise starts slowly playing in the background, <laughs> and just when it swells, she goes, you know, the difference between animals and people is people get a choice. I will marry Carl. Oh! It's incredible, too, because like she's like looking all normal and, and like looking down into her dinner and whatever, and then when she says, I will marry Carl, she like looks into the camera with like dark around her eyes. <laughs> the wind that, moves. Yeah. Which only happens in anime. It only happens when people in anime have decided that they're in love. That's the only time that look ever happens. It's also this thing, too, where she's talking to her brother, and her brother's like, you will never marry Carl, right, Mom? And the mom's like, that seems fine to me. I just, <laughs> why are you like this? Because it's like a fucking Tony Montana situation where he's all horny for his sister. He's horny for his sister. I'm hoping that comes back. He's. I think they're trying to set him up as the villain, although due to the hodgepodge nature of this show so far, he may never be in the show again. <laughs> I, I think the villain is the in the in the in the play. Um, he's the one who sends the the spies to spy on Marks and Jenny in uh, in London. Ooh. And, uh, and and then he's like, "See, I was right." He's like, he's pawning off your inheritance while behind your back. There's a, a bit a bit at the start where like he's he's selling a big silver mug, and the, the guy in the pawn shop's like, "This says Jenny von Westphalen on the bottom. Like, this isn't yours." And he's like, "It's my wife's." And he's like, "Does your wife know that you're pawning her inheritance?" And he's like. She's my wife. And it's a <laughs> of course mug. she doesn't know that I'm pawning her inheritance. Karl Marx, the original my fucking wife guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully the cleaner comes in soon. But anyway, it was a high note to end the episode on with a declaration of marriage and intent and anime wind. Pretty good. Out of, I found out there are five Chinese communist stars on the flag. <laughs> I love being wrong on podcasts. Wait, you didn't know that? I said one last time. I know. I thought you were joking. Yes, I was About, like, not having a choice. It was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always doing satire (laughs) by not knowing things. By the way, the end credits music is is surprisingly, like, good. It's quite It's phenomenal. Or maybe that's just the propaganda working. <laughs> the propaganda, by the way, is working on all of us. <laughs> 100%. I like to think I'm a strong woman, but like I think I'm really susceptible to propaganda. And like I'm like 10 minutes from a cult at any minute. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about Tiananmen Square is if they had these issues, why didn't they just bring them directly to their uh, communist <laughs> representatives? There was no reason to go against the state at such a time of uh, factional instability. Also, the thing is, it just didn't happen. And it's not real. <laughs> so I guess that... that I'm going to mark that down for the episode, but overall I enjoyed it. <laughs> Tiananmen Square, that's like a diamond, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's I like bought a that necklace. Yeah. Shine bright like Tiananmen Square? Okay. Um... <laughs> Um, uh, I give it three out of five Chinese stars. Um, not as good as the first episode, but pretty good. Wait, you haven't established what happens if you give it five out of five. Do you summon propaganda Chinese Shenron? There are a lot of wrong ways to take what happens. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You get five out of five Chinese stars. Um, Well, I'm curious enough. I'm giving it five out of five Chinese stars. (laughs) It wasn't even a good episode. Oh, weird. Jeremy's being petulant about something. <laughs> Ollie, how many stars? Um, I wouldn't say it's worth five, but I think it's better than the last one. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it four. Katie, 
I will give it four out of five. I I liked uh uh, uh when uh, Bruno got mad that the Christians were oppressing him. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked Je- how Jenny wanted to fight. She looked like she said, "I will marry Carl in the same way she, where she's like animes go. I will have your head. <laughs> well, I will marry a schlubby writer. I will win the tournament <laughs> of." Banging this dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I've collected five out of five Chinese communist stars and consolidated power within the party, arise whatever bureaucrat. Alex is going to do. Arise, bureaucrat, helpful representative. <laughs> it's his eye, Xi Jinping. <laughs> I have found the new guidelines for the state of tomorrow. Who would like a new economic policy? Uh, I would like tickets to see Shen Yun. Those are canceled. (laughs) I have to read more about Xi Jinping before we do more of these episodes, I guess. <laughs> okay, well, I'll save my wish for when you know more to do Does anyone have a non-Taiwan related wish? I was gonna wish for a revival of the play, Young Marks. Bingo! It's happening now in the Choshan province. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Premier. That's, that's very chance. Hey, anytime. Well, that's it for me. Gallop, 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 gallop. Does he have a horse? What does he have? Maybe he, he takes now. a jet plane. I feel like uh, like a town car. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Like a little Pope mobile. Honk, honk. <laughs> Put 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 put. Times are wild behind the paywall. I feel like maybe Xi Jinping p- travels by a new high-speed rail that is very advanced, or he does those teleporting techniques that they did last year. That was cool. Remember when they teleported? Wait, what? Did he do instant transmission? They instant transmitted like a molecule or something, and everyone Holy was like, shit. "See, communist science rules. Uh, <laughs> we transport molecules. <laughs> they transport molecules, and they invented Tetris. It probably wasn't. A, it was probably like an atom or something smaller than that. Despite what I say on this podcast, I am not a scientist, <laughs> <laughs> and there is much room for speculation. <laughs> but I will read up more on Xi Jinping now. Thank, thank you, all, thank you to the fans. <laughs> Thank you for your five dollars. <laughs> We're gonna be buying Alex a Rosetta Stone. I'm gonna start wearing just like full government uniforms around. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm a, I am excited to watch more of this show. The show rules. Yep, me too. I wish I could watch it all at once because nothing happens in any of the episodes. <laughs> I'm actually legit excited to keep watching it as well. Mainly because I want to know what they're going to do about Helen. Right? My, my <laughs> pet theory my pet theory is that she's going to be like an evil capitalist seductress sent Ooh. by Jenny's brother. I really think I really think they're just going to not mention it. Yeah. <laughs> but I could totally see I could totally see it being the capitalist seductress. I I'm with you on that. I just um I'm amazed how much I want to watch the show that is clearly <laughs> 
see-through propaganda, top to bottom, where nothing and happens. And terrible. And very bad, yes. It's not good, and I need to Every watch Every time more. I talk about it on Twitter, a lot of my fans are like, oh, where can I get it? Is this good? And I'm like, no. It's, it's, not, it's, it's a bad show. Watch anything else. Well, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time passively letting media wash over me to numb my loud, neurotic brain. Yeah. So, like, instead of, like watching two mildly attractive white people try to date each other or like people bake things this is just like another another thing to, yeah. to, to put on fan theory this is a show put out by the chinese government to stimulate ironic podcasts in the nation <laughs> so that they can recap it and you won't have to watch the show huh huh huh, huh? huh? sounds and now good a song <laughs> now a song Marks! Marks! Yeah. 